as we begin this week that we call Holy. I think it's good to imagine the backdrop of the drama that unfolds before us this week. Some of you will come all to all the worships and you'll experience the whole unfolding. But, but here's the backstory. This happens. Jesus is triumphant, ride into Jerusalem with palms waving and clothing thrown on the ground and shouts of Hosanna. It happens in the time of the so-called Pax Romana, the Roman peace. It's during the reign of Caesar Augustus, which is 27 BCE, all the way through the reign of Marcus Aurelius, which is 180 in the Christian era, all the way through the Roman Empire, all around the Mediterranean world, including North Africa and Persia, Rome had captured all the people, occupied all the spaces. And what Rome gave to the territories was protection. Protection from harm, safety, an armed citizenry with shields and swords and chariots and horses ready to protect those territories from those who might wage war against it. Rome gave them infrastructure, aqueducts and roads and viaducts and, I don't know, street lamps led with oil. All of the kinds of structures that they needed in order to stay safe. And they did that in exchange for heavy taxation. They did that in exchange for full military control. They did that. They offered that. Protection, safety, military boundaries, and infrastructure if the people would simply be quiet subjects. Don't stir anything up. Do your little prayer on Sabbath, but stay in your place. Keep it cool. Don't push against the status quo. If you push against the status quo, if you rabble rouse, if you try to start something, see these crosses along the road? These crosses are for you. You will be executed if you try to start some mess. And we will leave you hanging so the people walking by can see the price you pay for trying to be an individualist, rabble-rousing, trouble-causing, insurrectionist, protester. We're not having it. So... Jesus rides into Jerusalem, riding into a context of contest between the kingdom of this world, the kingdom of Rome, and the kingdom of our God and of God's Christ, heaven. The world, heaven. The kingdom of Rome, peace. Peace that was the Roman peace was a fraught peace, a dangerous freak, a violently maintained peace. What kind of peace is that, after all? So I'm going to fast forward a bit to say Jesus rides into town 
on the wing of his politics. It's the politics of Jesus versus the politics of Caesar. It's the way of Jesus, which is the way of God, versus the way of Rome. If you're hungry, in Jesus' world, you're going to get fed. If you're sick, in Jesus' world, you're going to get healed. If you're broken, in Jesus' world, you're going to be reached out to. If nobody else will have you, in Jesus' world, somebody's going to make you feel welcome. If you're on the edge of society, like the lepers, Jesus is going to touch you and bring you inside. If you're a woman, Jesus is going to speak to you even though rabbi is not supposed to. If you're a child and you're little more than a servant or a slave or chattel, Jesus is going to put you in the center and say, allow the children to come to me. And in fact, the children will teach you what the reign of God is like. That's Jesus' world. The world of Rome, stay in your place. The world of Rome, enslaved for life. The world of Rome, don't talk to the women, don't talk to the children. The men are in charge, and everybody who's outside stays outside. They killed Jesus because of his politics. He rode into the city, bringing with him bold claims. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Are you the son of God? You say I am. He brought with him incarnate word of God. Not only am I saying I'm God's, Son, I'm living like I'm God's kid. I'm sorry, I'm moving like I'm God. Not Caesar, me. Not Rome, heaven. This, the politics of Jesus, gets him executed. Hanging on a cross for daring to claim deity for daring to promote a worldview other than the Roman one. Now, it's 2019, and those of us who say we are the people of God still have a choice to make. Which world do we want? Do we want the world of Yeshua, Rabbi Jesus? the reign of God, or do we want the world of American imperialist capitalism, racism? On the one hand, this is this hand, on the one hand, <laughs> on the hand of the world, you could be a 16-year-old high school student, and you could make the egregious mistake of taking out your cell phone in your classroom. And you could be sassy, because 16-year-olds are sassy. And the police, the Chicago police, not the hall monitors, will grab you and drag you to the stairs and then pull you down the stairs by one leg with such force that the other 
assisting officer is riding down on top of you, down the stairs to the base where you are tased and punched and kicked because you're 16 and sassy and black. Kingdom of world. Kingdom of God. <coughs> little black children, little Latino children, little Asian children, little white children, kicking it here at Middle Church and learning at an early age that all the bodies are beautiful to God and all the bodies belong to God. And racism is a construct designed to maim and harm. Kingdom of world. I will not stop until I ban trans from the military. POTUS. Kingdom of God. Let's raise up a trans deacon and support them while they go to Yale. Hello, Graham. Let's know that love is love is love is love and welcome all the people and all their people. Because no matter who you love and how you look, you're welcome here. Kingdom of world. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by him. Therefore, Muslims, eh, Jews, eh, Buddhists, atheists, agnostics, eh, not welcome, not loved, not cherished, not begotten of God, but set up to be demonized because they don't do the Jesus thing. Kingdom of God. God speaks more than one language. God is calling all the people through their culture, through their context to be in relationship with God. God's not picky. God's not choosy. God's not puny. God's not small. God's not bigoted. God's not in our pocket deciding who's in and out. But God is love, period. God is love, period. World. Women don't make the same money as men. Women don't have the same power as men. Kingdom of God. I made all the genders beautifully in my image. We have a choice to make. What world do you want? Middle family. What world do you feel called to be in? Because the stakes are high. I'm a hot mess today. Um, I'm allergic to the palms on the stage. I'm allergic to the rug. I'm allergic to the wet rug that happened back there in the robing room. I'm allergic to the dust in my office. And people keep turning off my dust eater because it makes too much noise and it's cold. I'm allergic to the sky. I'm allergic to John, I think. I think it's true. <laughs> but I'm going to see my allergist tomorrow, so we're going to work it out. So part of it is because the pollen count is high, but part of it is I'm so freaking stressed out. Are you stressed out? Gosh, I'm stressed out. I, I can't open my Twitter feed without bumping into all the hatred and vitriol and violence, not just because the president is a butthead, I'm sorry if that's too political. You can be a Republican and not be a butthead. A butthead takes 9-11 footage and makes a movie with Ilhan in it like somehow she is a terrorist because he disagrees with her. 
That's the definition of butthead. And it isn't just that he did it. It's that the people celebrate it and say, sure, you're right. Because they disagree. I don't know if I agree with everything she's saying, but do we get to line her up in 9-11 footage and get her in danger? That's ridiculously evil. Evil. I'm so stressed. I know you must be too. At the combative nature of rhetoric in the public square, there's no neutral, there's no space in the middle, there's no kind of civility has taken a vacation. And all of this is happening all around us and it makes me feel so sick to my stomach. It makes me feel so upset. And, I, and then I'm, but middle, right? But then like, but, but middle. Middle, this oasis in the middle of a desert, middle. This juicy, beautiful, loving, amazing space where we're not only loving up on each other in here, we're taking that love out in the street 24-7. Puerto Rico border, pride work, living wage work, bail reform work. Some of the things we're doing, I don't even know you know we're doing. Making beautiful gifts of art in our lit magazine and our music. Loving each other up and loving the world up. And I'm nervous. I'm freaking out a bit. Because we're behind, guys, on our offering. And, you know, should I talk about money? Should I talk about money? Should I, talk about money? I have to talk about it. Because the oasis is in jeopardy. I don't mean to be like, like ooh, be afraid. I'm just saying movements require people and resources. The Collegiate Church, our partner, is, I don't know, not doing that well, let me say it that way, in terms of money. Two development projects that are like, eh. So we're not the rich, 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 rich people we used to be. We're just not. Now we're the people who have to do our own thing. We, middle church, have to do our thing. We got to get 50% of our offering by 2022. Bond, word, done. Which is to say, if we only have this much money, we're only going to be able to do this much ministry. Do you feel what I'm saying? That's, that's, the, that's fact. So if we want to have this beautiful worship, if we want to feed the people in the back on Sunday, if we want to have a food pantry on Monday and two hot meals, two hot meals for anybody who's hungry, if we want to make sure that our children are learning about love is love is love, that needs a Marta. If we want to make sure that we have a gospel choir, that needs a John. If we want to do this work, if we think that this is the resistance, and I think it's the resistance, this is the resistance, people. Come on. This is the resistance. I got a hate letter this week. It was such a special one. It called me the Antichrist. Woo, I love when I'm the Antichrist. But it also said I was a traitor. All the traitors were sitting together up on the pulpit here. Thanks be to God. Linda Sarsour, traitor. Rabbi Judith Bumbum, traitor. Zainab Salbi, traitor. Jackie, traitor. Betraying the norms of a culture that doesn't want us to play with each other. I was like, I love this. That's the kind of treachery I want to broker in. Don't you? Don't you want to resist bigotry and hatred and evil? 
Don't you want to resist silos? Don't you want to resist like an inability to play in the same pool together and heal the world right now? This is the resistance. I need you to help me with the resistance. Not because we're afraid, but because we know it matters. Not because we're moving from scarcity, but we understand that the generosity of our love will flow in here and out there, and that will change the world. That's the revolution. That's the revolution. So I'm tired. Because 350 people here last week trying to learn how to do what we do. Every now we have a conference, I go, I can't believe people buy a ticket to come learn how to do what we do. But they do, because they know it's the movement. They know what's happening. They know what time it is, and you know what time it is. So on this spiritual journey toward Easter, I want us to die a little bit to our fear and rise to hope. I want us to die a little bit to like, God, if I let this my money go, I won't be able to pay my bills. And rise to fueling the movement together. I want us to remember that when you come to communion in a few seconds, you're walking in the steps of Rabbi Jesus toward not death, but life. Toward life and life more abundantly. Life of justice and joy and peace and well-being and shalom and healing for all the people. That's our job. That's our calling. That's the movement. Do you want a revolution? Come on. Come and eat the bread and drink the cup. Come and feast yourself on the word of God and the worldview of the Christ. We can do this thing together. Amen.